Hey there, hi there, hello there, welcome back once again to another exciting, interesting, uh, informational episode of Disney Compendium, an annex episode this week, because we decided we could hold things off a couple of weeks until mm. uh, Disney uh, Plus launches and we can finish up watching these movies without going too far out of our way. <laughs> yeah. As always, I am your host, JJ, and over there, my good buddy, my good friend, Nick. Nick, how you doing? I'm doing great, JJ. I'm excited to talk about our subject tonight. Also excited that I'm not paying money to watch Atlantis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Isn't it great to know that one of the... You're going to have to go out of your way to make sure the first thing you watch on Disney Plus is it's, not Atlantis. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's going to be 20,000 leagues. First thing. First thing is 20,000. Maybe Tron. Eh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, I mean... Probably the Mandalorian, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, we—it's spoilers. It's Mister Boogity. Mister, yeah. <laughs> I am going. It's going to be like when the WWE Network launched. Yeah, and I went out of my way to find the weirdest thing you could, or something yeah. like. Do they have it on there? Do they yeah. have, you know, over the edge ninety nine yeah. or something like? Oh, they do. I wonder how they pull this off. How many? <laughs> How many hard body Harrison matches do they have? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's like, well, you know, the first thing everyone's going to do is type in Song of the South just to see. Knowing oh, full well it's not yeah, going to be there, but they're going to they're gonna hope. You know why it won't be there, Nick? Uh, because? It's going to be locked up in the vault. The vault? <laughs> the vault. The, the vault. Uh... Is it a promotional tool or is it a very real place somewhere in Burbank? Well, uh, the answer you will find this week is yes. <laughs> yes, uh, I think a little bit of both. It's absolutely a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Uh, yeah, you we, can't. So, yeah, we decided we're going to talk about the vault this yeah. week. Just the concept of the vault, the reality of the vault, what the vault means now, what the vault means going forward. Uh, yeah, I figured yeah. it'd be a nice stopgap with Disney Plus. By the time we're recording this, is just. Less than two weeks away. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Before we gorge ourselves on stuff that we like and then stuff we would have never bothered with before. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just I can't wait to just start digging into that weird live action era of Disney. Oh, yeah. Like from the 40s and 50s. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I never really went out of my way to watch like Treasure Island or, you know, uh, so dear to my heart even though i yes i've seen so dear to my heart it's been i don't own it and it's been yeah. like you know 15 years so you you're just itching to watch apple dumpling gang look yes but yeah. <laughs> it, it will be it, like yeah yeah of course i'll watch you know herbie goes bananas why yeah. wouldn't i watch it i've already paid for it essentially yeah I mean, you're not <laughs> Yeah. It's not like I bought the Herbie movie collection. Which I don't. It's not okay. Not I, I, I don't yeah, no, I like did you buy it? No. Okay. Um, but yeah, obviously I want to see like H D versions of like Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea or the Black Hole and stuff. So Yeah. 
be interesting. It'll be interesting to see also like the sequels that we always joke about that we probably have never seen, mm-hmm. like the really bad ones. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all it's, of the Cinderellas or whatever. My my difference um, or my experience is probably going to differ a little bit because children and I. <laughs> Don't know what in the hell they're gonna watch. Who knows what they're gonna find? Yeah, yeah. And at this point, it's unclear like exactly what you will find in there. It's well known that you'll get the movies and Mm -hmm. TV stuff, like you know the the '90s Marvel stuff will show up there, which is exciting. Yeah, but like how how small do they go? Like, is there going to be? Mickey Mouse shorts. Like, mm-hmm. am I going to be able to watch a nineteen thirty two Mickey Mouse cartoon on there? It's like you know this little eight you know eight minute thing. You know, <laughs> are these right. things going to be easily found? Are they going to put them in weird collections? What are they going to do with that stuff? I don't know. I don't know. I honestly haven't. Despite being excited, I kind of haven't read a whole lot about Disney Plus because what's the point? This point, <laughs> like. I don't need to know everything. It'd be more interesting to just dig through myself yeah. at this point. I don't need to know every minor thing, every interesting, <laughs> like, yeah. It's I like to tr- know what, I like to know what new things they're putting on there. That's what I'm more interested about to see what they're trying to hook average people into mm-hmm. to get it. So like, you know, the Mandalorian or whatever Star Wars or Marvel stuff they're working on weird live action remakes and nonsense like that. Yeah. Lady, I saw the trailer for Lady and the Tramp, uh, last week i was like mm, no, no, no. it's you know I, I finally got around to watching um live action lion king throw quote end quote the hyper realistic lion mm. and like it's good because it's the lion king but it's also bad because it's like it looks really good and then these animals start talking yeah and it's not right. But also oh. while they're talking, they're doing animal stuff, which is also deeply upsetting. Like sitting there talking with like, you know, Timon and Pumbaa are talking with Simba and Timon's just kind of skittering around, like scratching himself while having a conversation. And it's weird. Yeah. Like it's, it's these human, like it's not at least with, uh, what's the, uh, you know, oh, Aladdin. Yeah. Like with Aladdin, they changed the story significantly. And they were already human. The Jungle Book didn't try to make them, didn't try to make the animals appear super animally. You know, no. <laughs> they, they didn't want to. Um, they, they did, like, they, they anthropomorphized the animals in Lion King, and they're in, in um, Aladdin, or Jungle Book. That's the one I was looking for, Jungle Book mm-hmm. to an extent. And Lion King, they didn't really anthropomorphize them at all. Uh, they are acting like real animals with like the f- the face muscles of humans, so they can move their lips and to make words and stuff. And it's weird. It almost looks like a Snapchat filter on actual animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but but like really like but really well done. It just it still looks like not good. That's the yeah. problem. Like so you, it can only be so good. Yeah, well, you know, but the story is the same, and I love the story, and it's great, and all the actors are great. They're all like doing a really good job at it, but like, it's, it's like how much further can we go with this? Like, Lady and the Tramp 
doesn't benefit it being a real dog. <laughs> like, no, it, it, it's it, are they just going to try to do the, all the? I mean, all the animal movies. Like, do yeah. you want to see a live action Aristocats? You know what I would like to see? Hmm. Go the other direction and make an animated uh, Incredible Journey. <laughs> okay. All right. Just why not? Just flip it on it. Just flip it. Just do the other thing. Just go yep. the other way. Wow. Yeah. But not the uh, the original one, not the uh, the uh, remakes that people didn't realize were remakes, which is oh. my favorite. When when they were tweeting out all like eight thousand things that are going to be on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. and people discovered the Incredible Journey and not Homeward Bound, the Incredible Journey. They're like, wait a minute, no, wait yeah. a minute. There's an old version of this movie. There's an older one that's not Michael J. Fox and yeah. Sally Field. Yeah, it's a. I like that old one. It's actually kind yeah, of it's good. it's the same cat from that darn cat too. It is, which is funny. Like that cat just got all kinds of Disney work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is is that going to be in there? That darn cat. I think it is, right? It, it absolutely has to be. Yeah, I can't imagine him not. It's just that's the other thing that obscure stuff that's going to be. Like when I was sent you that link of like, here's the one that we're going to be doing for sure. And it was like the magical gourd or whatever. That yeah. yeah. Like I immediately had like, I've never heard of this film. What is this? Yes. And I went to it immediately and found out that it was like clearly a movie made for the Chinese market. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but here it is. Like, but was, there was an American version. And it was like, Alright, yeah, that's the kind of stuff I want to see. This, this is the stuff that, that yeah. like this stuff's in the vault for a reason. Yeah. yeah. Um so it's funny reading about like the vault because you have these weird like stories. So mm-hmm. there's there's like I'm looking at two different stories right now. Uh The Verge uh right. is, have posted a story. Uh, Disney is ending its vault program, giving Disney Plus a huge boost in the streaming wars. So basically what they're saying is Disney is, because they're putting the entire vault on display for Disney Plus, it ends the vault, which is only the barest of true. They are ending the vault for home consumption, essentially. Um, Because up to this point, things like uh, Fantasia, are back in the vault. They only do them... Fantasia, they do about every 10 years. They'll pull out right. of the vault. Right. So it had a Blu-ray release, and you can't get it, and there's no digital copy or anything. Um, so th- so there's that. Um, but then you go to, like... Uh, where is it? Vulture has an article, and it's, Disney is quietly placing classic Fox movies into the vault. So... Disney is both ending the vault, but also putting movies yeah. into the vault. Yeah. And like, what does that mean? Where does, what, what do people, when, when we're talking about this, what does that mean? Yeah. Um, there was and, that- there's, and there's another from Vulture, another article that I'll probably dig into at length on this particular podcast because they do a good job of, ex- of explaining it. They have the other vault, the very real vault. And they did a rare trip inside Disney's secret animation vault that they did when they released Pinocchio back in uh, I don't even know when they <laughs> released Pinocchio at this point. Um, so we we got kind of a look at that vault in sweat and sweatbox too. In sweatbox, yes. There's a bit yeah. of a 
bit of a bit of a look inside of it and what it yeah. is. Right. Uh, so, so yeah, so you have these three concepts of the vault. You have this one that's ending, this one that still exists, and this one that is the actual physical representation of the vault. Yeah. Um, so the so we'll start with the first one, the one that's quote end quote ending. What's going right. on with that? The one that's basically Disney Plus throwing open the doors to the vault. Uh, the vault, in terms of marketing, is Disney will pull things out, out of circulation. They will have them out for a little bit, pull it out, and let it sit for a while, and then re-release it. There's usually about seven years is typically what Sounds they, right. they yeah. try to do. Yeah. Uh, because they feel like every seven years, it's a new generation of children are now seven years old and ready to sort of experience some of these movies and stuff. Um, it's a weird Seven years, give or take a couple, depending on what the movie is. Like, you know, Fantasia, like I said, is about ten years. Um, and 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 this concept dates back, you know, deep into when uh, like the launch of VHS. Like they, yeah, with Disney doing VHS, this concept has been around in the marketing ploy since the dawn of home video for Disney stuff. And, and they actually use the term "the vault." Yeah, like, I, this is your last chance to get blah. I, I wish I could point the camera over here because I bought these huge VHS um, collector's editions that they put out uh, with some of the VHS masterpiece editions. Um, so they're the same VHS masterpiece white clamshell boxes, but they came with other stuff and they came in these massive boxes. And one of them was uh, available for the last time this decade. And I think it was for it was like for Lion King or Beauty and the Beast, probably Beauty and the Beast. And I had to look up. I was like, is that true? And it was not true. It was out like another like seven years or something. But I guess technically this decade, like yeah. it came out ninety, you know, ninety four or something. Like you know, okay, maybe two thousand. It came back out like two thousand one or something. But, uh, but yeah, it had stickers on them. Back in the vault, the little vault logo and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's very good. I mean, it's clever because yeah. you like. You know, like, oh, well, I didn't buy, well, I didn't buy Sword in the Stone. Yeah, and I'm not gonna be able to get it again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm gonna have to go get it then. And, and, and it was, you know, it was harder getting used stuff back then too. Yeah. Um, and if you were getting used stuff, it was going to be significantly expensive because the, you know, the aftermarket. There wasn't stores that existed in the same vein as there is nowadays mm-hmm. like you know that's like what is it fye has like whole sections dedicated to pre-owned video yep you know pawn shops take little movies now half price books you know things like that you know your best bet was most probably going to be a yard sale yeah or <laughs> yeah or a like library book sale where i library walk. book sale yes, church church rummage Rumpo, sale. yeah <laughs> yeah um but but nowadays, with the internet and everything, you can get whatever Disney thing you want at any given time, uh, even if it's in the vault or not. Like, you know, I wanted to get a copy of Fantasia on Blu-ray and mm-hmm. go to Half Price Books. And there it is. Yeah. Um, and, you know, everything's in effect now. And in terms of, I actually have a list of the movies that are considered vault movies. Like these, like these ones are the official because not everything's a vault movie. Not everything goes into vault circulation, um, and it's exactly what you would think it would be. 
the main the main line: Snow White, Pinocchio, Fantasia, Dumbo, Bambi, Cinderella, Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan, Lady and the Tramp, Sleeping Beauty, Hundred and One Dalmatians, The Jungle Book, The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, The Lion King, and all of their sequels mm-hmm. are are vault movies. Um, so, and that's like for home media consumption, obviously. There's a there's a little more complication with some of the vault stuff that we we'll get to when we get to the when we're talking about the other the Fox mm-hmm. part of this thing, and so there are <laughs> for DVD purposes. So for VHS, you had you know masterpiece collection, and there was another one that I can never remember. Um, was it classics? Yeah, Disney classics. I yeah. think sounds right. But for DVD, you have the original ones. They started in the early 2000s, the Platinum Editions. So those went through uh, till uh, t- uh, 2009. And that, so it went from 2001 to 2009 where they released everything from the vault, and it, with Pinocchio being the last thing. Uh, Diamond, Diamond Editions yeah. was the next one. And that started in 2009 where they started over with uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Mm-hmm. Which is they always start with Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs every time because that's the first one. Right. They don't necessarily go in release order from there, but they will always start with Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. So 2009 to 2015, it started with Snow White and ended with Aladdin. Um, and now you have the current what they're currently doing, which is the Signature Collection, which again started with Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And um, now things, and these are the ones that are like. HD, some of them are 4K, they'll do signature collections with 4K editions, and digital copies okay. for uh, movies anywhere. Like Aladdin, most recently. Was most a... Aladdin was the most recent one. And, yeah. Um, Has a nice still book at Best Buy, too. Yeah, yeah still very there. nice. Yeah. Um, and so th- those are your three home video lines right now. And that's, I mean, who knows where that'll end? That just started in 2015, so they've only been doing it for a few years. Um, so we'll see where it goes from there now with Disney plus because home home media is in a weird place right now. Sales are still pretty solid, but it's also, you also recognize the downfall. Like people are streaming more often. People are getting digital copies, you know, the, uh, voodoo and, you know, everything you buy a movie, it comes with a digital copy. Isn't there's it? always sales. There's always it's easy to get digital copies. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I mean, yeah. there's the whole thing with movies anywhere now, where you tie yeah. it, you tie it to Voodoo, like you said, and yeah. Amazon Prime, and even now it's on your. If you bought it through, uh, it, it goes through YouTube. You basically watch it on YouTube. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so. Um, um, so yeah, I can sit down and watch uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, you just open a browser at work and watch Snow White yeah. if you want to. So yeah, it's uh, so it's, it's cool. But... I, 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 you know, I, I think you and I are kind of that same. We're kind of the same space with the physical and digital. Where I like to physically own my things. Yeah, but at the same time. It's very difficult to I prefer the convenience of I prefer the convenience of digital. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm I'm at that point now where I will get special versions of things. Yeah. As opposed to just getting like I will not just go out and buy a normal copy of Infinity War. I'm right. buying the Steelbook version or, you know, a box set of some sort. Right. Uh, 
you know, collector's edition, something unique, uh, a Criterion movie where there are a whole separate thing, you know, then right. I don't like, I will go out of my way. Just like if there's a new movie that I want to get, I will probably just get a digital copy, wait for a sale. I have a video store that mm-hmm. I live next to that the guy, like it's a local ma and pa uh, without the ma, I think it's just pa mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, video store that um, when he gets the movies in to put out for rent, he takes a digital copy out, sticks it to a board, and you can just buy it for six bucks. Oh. <laughs> and so that's what I do. Uh, if there's something new I want, like, you know, uh, what was it? That's how I got uh, Rocket Man or something. <laughs> like, okay. Like, I want to watch Rocket Man. I'll pay the $6 for the... <laughs> Or, um, yeah, that's just what I do now. So, or horror, I, 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 I'm in, I, I'll get horror movies. Sometimes they don't right. have special editions, but they're also not easy to get, especially for older, educated ones. So. Yeah. And also, it, it's, if you suspect, like, yeah, but they're going to do a box set. Like, yeah. I bought John Wick 3 knowing, knowing that a set's coming out. Yeah, they just released the set this week too. You can get a steel book box set of the first yeah. three John Wick movies. Yeah. But the fourth one comes out like twenty twenty one or something. Like yeah. like what do I uh, uh maybe maybe like right. just, get, just get the box just get the steel book box set when the fourth one comes out, or how long do I wait? Because I don't know when this franchise is gonna end. At least when it's a James Bond box set, you're just like I. You just know you're gonna have to figure out which, uh, which decade you're willing to work through. Right. But yeah. the John Wick set comes with the horse. <laughs> it comes with the horse. Exactly. A horse yeah. that you'll never display. You want that horse? I got a. Uh, I bought a box. I bought the first two films at Walmart. Mm-hmm. Because they had an exclusive set that came with two pieces of gold oh, that they yeah. use. And I'm like, well, I absolutely have to have those two pieces of gold, so yeah. I will definitely get this John Wick box. <laughs> right. Well, uh speaking of that, like, you know, we're talking about the Disney Plus and even the vault a little bit. Like I you know, I was at Best Buy again a few days ago. Star Wars movies are out of Blu-ray with digital copies, the original. Yeah. yeah. And it's like they're like they're hedging their bets right before <laughs> Disney Plus comes. Like oh, you, you can still buy them if you want. <laughs> you can still buy them and still get the digital copies. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's funny that they had no promotion for that. Yeah, in any way, shape, or form. It just kind of came out. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. I, I think because they watch YouTube's, they want to say, "Hey, man." All these Star Wars movies are on Disney Plus. Go now. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. But uh, yeah, the vault's weird. It's always been weird because it was always that they it was always that little thing before VHS movies. The VHS yeah. movies like and it was Jim Cummings doing the, the thing. Yeah. Like uh, Pinocchio's gonna go away, go away to the vault. Yeah, and always they always kind of play like a little sad little thing, like a little yeah. clip movie. That yeah. goes, oh no! It was uh, according to this uh, uh, <laughs> television commercials for Disney home video releases will alert customers to the 
to that that certain films will be placed in moratoriums soon, urging the urging them to purchase these films before they go back into the Disney vault. In the words often spoken by Mark Elliott. Oh, Mark Elliott. <laughs> yeah. So. So Mark Elliott's the one, the voice that you all recognize. I thought that was Jim Cummings, but maybe not. It probably it says most often. So. Okay. Um, it's funny, like Fantasia is is released as a separate special edition alongside its sequel every ten years. So uh, it was officially. <laughs> It's oh man, I didn't. It was officially put in the vault. Oh, despite that, Alice, like Alice, you put in Diamond Plants. It was officially put in the vault in 2011, but was available on Netflix until January 5th, 2018. Mm-hmm. I don't remember Fantasia being on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do not. Yeah. But I was afraid Fantasia 2000 being on there for a while because, <laughs> as we established, Disney doesn't care for that movie. And yeah, they they probably forgot. Like, oh, that's still on there. And the clock's ticking on that Netflix stuff, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> we got like three weeks left. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it, yeah. It, it it creates a sense of urgency, and by God, it worked. At least yeah. on me and my parents. They're like, we're like, whoa, whoa, we really want you guys to watch Jungle Book. Yeah. Yeah. You know. um, Alice in Wonderland and Dumbo were the first movies that were released on home video. Mm-hmm. And so they're the ones that sort of stemmed the sort of modern concept of the vault because uh, what the classic concept of the vault was in far less of a marketing term and far more of a practical usage of the vault um, Disney used to make a lot of money off of their old movies by releasing them in theaters. Mm-hmm. And so when the when they when it was presented to them with the idea of putting these movies out on home video, Disney sort of initially not Walt, but obviously Eisner and crew kind of uh, balked at the idea. Uh, <laughs> because that would be cutting into their profits for theatrical re-releases. Um, because it seems short-sighted. It seems short, short-sighted, but at the same time, you also understand, because it was, yeah. it, the market, this would have been in the you know late 80s when this would, concept would have been brought to them. Mm-hmm. Um, home videos were very expensive at the time, obviously. And you really don't know, like... The market is completely different, but at the time you had no idea that that was the case. You just think like a movie is a movie. A person is if they can just watch it at home or go out and spend money to go see it. And like when it comes back out, why would they go out again if they could just watch it at home? And it's probably today. It's more like you pro- people are probably more likely to go out to the theater to see the releases now than they were during the you know two thousands. Nineties. You you and I went and saw movies in theaters that we both own physical or digital copies. Physical, of. physical, and and have seen on TV, have seen multiple on times. videos multiple times. A uh, starring uh, famed Disney princess uh, Xenomorph. Alien. Xenomorph. Yeah. Yes, uh, it's a it's yeah. a perfect segue to talk about. 
what the, just right back. I, I was segueing into the theatrical re-releases, and you segue right to Alien. Mm-hmm. So the theatrical. This when we talked about the Vulture article of Disney is quietly putting Fox classic movies back into the vault. That's what. That's part of this. Disney doesn't really probably know what to do with this Fox stuff right now. Um, Fox, well known of just being able, just you give them money, they'll let you run their movies in the theater. Yeah, you know, it's not. It wasn't hard to get Fox movies, especially old Fox movies. No, um, but um, but now Disney owns them, and Disney has a very firm plan in place. Disney doesn't really re-release movies or loan or rent out movies to small chains at all. Um, how often have you seen a local theater do a, you know, Saturday night showing of a Disney movie? You know, you don't. The only right. time you see a theater do it is when it's a massive Disney release, you know, on schedule. Yeah. You know, they don't but really... But Fox, on the other hand, has this huge library of sort of classics, classic movies that people rent out for their theaters. I know my local theater plays old Fox movies all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, because they're inexpensive. Like, you know, sometimes at 1130 at night, you just want to go to the local art house theater and see Zardoz playing. Yeah. But, um, be like, oh, dude, they're showing the fly next weekend. Yeah, hell yeah, let's go watch the fly. Yeah, uh, but now Disney owns the fly. Uh, Disney owns the Omen, Zardoz, Suspiria, Planet of the Apes, Planet of the Apes. You know, Phantom of the Paradise. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, and, and some you know interesting ones that get sort of uh, classic scenes like Alien. You know. Alien had when we saw Alien, it was at least on a roadmap as a special theatrical release. Right, the fact so yeah. it's yeah, it's it's not like you know local theater buys a co- rents a copy for the evening or something. So it it's through TCM sort of classic movies. Yeah, yeah. So you know it, it'll be interesting to see because you know there there are stories of people having their you know rentals their their films like being denied or canceled on them because they are fox movies and disney owns them now and they're not doing that and disney's notoriously not doing that there's a couple of exceptions um the most notable is the one that i think disney themselves even though that they could not get away with in the slightest and that's the wacky horror picture show right um no that that take, is yeah yeah i mean that's been playing at midnight on a saturday night every night for 40 years at this point <laughs> like, yeah. they're, they're not going to touch that um i'm sure i'm sure it came up and they're like hold up <laughs> we gotta but there yeah, are other yeah. things you know uh princess bride gets you know that's a common quote along you know right. small local independent theater i know my theater local theater just recently had a version of Princess Bride, which is surprising, mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of. Um, uh, Fight Club was one that was denied by somebody recently by Disney. Uh, but then uh, they ended up like complaining about it, and then they, you know, the representative ended up calling. It's like, it's okay, it's okay, you'll still get your copy of Fight Club, you got it. 
I think Disney just doesn't know what to do. Yeah. I don't think it, it's, they've got all these movies and we're just like, okay, we're going to just sort of hold them how we hold our own for now. And I'm sure at a certain point, Disney will be a little less stringent on non Disney movies. But we'll see. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just like, well, their default is to say no. No. And then go from there. Right. Like, worst that could happen is like, oh, come on, man. All right, here you go. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and I think if enough bad press gets out, they'll be like, oh, okay, maybe we should. Well, because think about like um, Christmas will roll around. Right. And Fox had a ton of Christmas movies. Yep. Uh, uh, Miracle on 34th Street. Yep. Uh, die Hard. <laughs> uh, um, like, yeah, what, uh, I don't know. Um, I'll be interested to see how they how how it plays out in the end for that stuff because there is no official policy. No, and Disney won't comment on it because I don't which even think they not they, helping. Yeah, which isn't helping because I don't think they even know at this point. Right. Like. <laughs> They're not exactly, you know, well known for being reasonable. Um, what? Yeah. You, what? I know, uh, but I think there's going to have to be some give, and I think they recognize that too. And I think think I think the TCM era of Fox movies will probably be freed. Yeah. Like, you know, there, so, those ones. Those ones will probably be safe. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if things from the '80s forward becoming, or '70s even forward, become increasingly more difficult to get. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying it's going to be 100% possible. I bet you. Dis- I bet you it's going to be case to case basis. Yeah. Like I'm sure if the Alamo Draft House wanted to get something, they could. But I'm also sure if the Grand Cinema, my local little art house theater that does these things, asked for it, there'd be probably a few more emails needed. To, to clarify why they can't have it but um. by the way i just uh i just double checked uh another fox christmas movie jingle all the way oh it's gonna be a real shame <laughs> i would that's never gotten a theatrical re-release and i probably would go if that got a theatrical re-release. if it got a theatrical release like, yeah come first on 500 people get a turbo man yeah come on yeah, yeah special collectible turbo man uh ticket like yeah particular turbo man. you gotta go super 90s you gotta make sure it's some sort of real 90s thing like, like oh man they're going all out sinbad tore my tickets oh yeah <laughs> oh, that's why he's here <laughs> yeah. no it would you would get the first 500 people get a turbo <laughs> man uh tiger handheld uh, <laughs> yeah oh nice <laughs> <laughs> so but like as far as i can tell right now nothing has changed for the fox home video stuff like, right everything is still out there and everything's still there like you know i'm trying to think of something that just like uh recently came out that was a fox movie you know but i well i just got that planet of the apes set that yeah came out recently. recently but yeah. i think that came out before the Disney acquisition was finalized. Um, well, it's probably also a lot of it's like, hey, we've already agreed to get this stuff manufactured, yeah. and it's yeah. already the pipeline, and we can't just like yeah. say no. I don't know and... where the pipeline. You, you'll never yeah. know without no. It's like um, 
the Friday the Thirteenth stuff. Yeah, because the lawsuit for Friday the Thirteenth screwed up everything. Now there's no new Friday the Thirteenth anything out, but there's pre-existing stuff and stuff that was in the pipeline that got to slowly come out. But or mm-hmm. you could still go out and buy Friday the Thirteenth stuff, but like nothing new, no new movies, no new products, no new. Like the video game was messed up from all that and everything. So and, and because it was just a messed up video game. <laughs> I liked that video game. <laughs> no, JJ. I liked it. I don't care. It was fine. It was fine. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I, it, it's so weird to, to just have to, like, dig through this vault stuff. <laughs> like, what is, like, what is Disney's uh, angle going to be going forward with this? Because this is something they've relied on for decades. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like, obviously the theatrical side of things doesn't make any sense anymore for them. Like these re-releases, because they aren't re-releasing things anymore, because they're just making new versions of these things. Right. Like, it would be, make sense that you would, like, it's weird that they put out these live-action ones, and they don't do a double feature. Like, that makes sense in some reality, where it's like, you can watch both Lion Kings, why not? I mean, it would be tedious. Right. But... And why would you watch a live action when you're going to watch the original? Yeah. Like, but that is definitely something they would do. Or like, you know, I remember when uh, Toy Story 3 was about to come out, they remastered 1 and 2 in 3D mm-hmm. and did a double feature of those. And, you know, whenever a new Marvel movie, like tentpole Marvel movie comes out, they'll end up doing like, oh, here, you know, Endgame is out, so watch, you know, all four Avengers movies back to back to back to back, or all 20-some-odd Yeah, Avengers it was all movies. of them recently, which... I I don't have that in me at all. I, I barely have a double feature in me these days. But Dude, I, <laughs> it has to be something really interesting. Like, you could probably get me to go do Alien and Aliens or something. But... Right, or... Um... I don't know. Well, I wouldn't say Predator and Predator 2 because you're not, not you Predator just 2. just walk out after Predator ends. Like, that was a good double feature. You that know, was Predator a great 2? movie. I yeah. just, They're not going to replace Arnold with Danny Glover at all. <laughs> but Dutch like, comes back. Yay! <laughs> I, like, there's a part of me that was like, well, you know, with, with uh, Dark Fate coming out, like, I don't know, just watch 1, 2, and Dark Fate back to back to back. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but, or just watch one or two. Yeah. Oh, look, when they re-released two, like, last year or the year before, in 3D, oh, I was there. There was no way I wasn't going to yeah. see Terminator 2 in yeah. 3D. You can't say Terminator 2 3D, because that's a totally separate thing. Right. Terminator it's 2 that ride at Universal. Yeah. Quote, end quote, ride. Stage show. Yes. <laughs> that is now Minions, I think? Oh God! I think it's a minion, despicable minion, but, but so minions. Yeah. It's just, it's just it's just memes. Yeah, it's just boomer memes playing the whole time in three D. In three D, uh, yeah, just horrible low quality uh, bitmap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just PNGs with like yeah. like. <laughs> Paint shop. Yeah. 
fed through a few times, saved over several times, so it just looks super crusty. Yeah. Um, bad, like, yeah, bad, bad lining of the text and everything. Just, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's just cuts, your... Yeah, cuts off part whole parts of letters and words and stuff. And it's just your aunt yelling if you've read it yet. Did you see the thing I posted? I t- I loved that Terminator 2 thing just because it was so dumb when they have... If they do the same thing with a lot of that stuff where you have uh, a live actor come out on stage, but there's, <laughs> they keep them so far enough away where it's like, yeah, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger, yay! <laughs> it's, yeah. Well, well, that Indiana Jones stage show they had, uh, he was... It differed about, like... Well, how it, Harrison Forty he was. Yeah, it's funny too because they don't even like try to present it as it's Harrison Ford. No, they just present it as this is an Indiana Jones. Like this is how they make Indiana Jones, and here is Indiana Jones, and he has to pretend to both be Indiana Jones and an actor at the same time. And it's very weird. It's the Mario <laughs> 3 of Indiana yeah. Jones. Yeah. It's just a show. That was one of those things when I went to Disney World, because I've only been there the one time, and that was last year. That was just one of those things like, this probably isn't going to survive much longer. <laughs> right. uh, I, I'm going to see this because, like, they watched this on Full House, so now I have to watch Yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, it yeah, it was just like, they used to be really proud of that show. <laughs> so here they are. I they're have to re- see it. They're really into it. Yeah, it's, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That, that, have, that yeah. guy is going in the physical vault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just lock him up. If he just goes in there, all, all their... All their uh, their cast that they have no use for anymore. The the the, the guy and the guys in the Sweetums costume from uh, yeah. the uh, Muppets 3D movie thing. Yeah, the the malnourished Hawkeye that I saw at California <laughs> Adventure this year. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was impressed. I was very impressed with the uh, Spider Man they had. Because yeah, jealous because he talked exactly like uh Tom Holland, like yeah. he had the voice down perfectly. Uh, <laughs> but, but also, the previous week before we were down there, he was there in costume as Spider Man. So, part of your brain is also like, This very well could be him. Yeah, <laughs> here? yeah. he yeah. seems like the kind of guy that would just do it just to do it. Like, I'm right. not promoting anything, I'm just in the costume why not like yeah. like johnny depp yeah he just shows up randomly like he'll just show up as jack sparrow <laughs> in the ride and it's like there's no movie <laughs> why are you here he doesn't and even show until sure. yeah. disney's showing up he just shows up yeah like, and, and disney's just he's like yeah, all right whatever try to stop him we can't so <laughs> just let him go in there johnny uh, depp still here johnny depp yeah. never left yeah <laughs> Uh, what else? There was a. Uh, I liked it when I went to Disney World because I went during Halloween, and this episode is just nothing at this point. Like, I, I'm fine with it. Yeah, we'll get back to the vault shortly. Uh, but now we're just talking Disney. So, we're ski- uh, we're bebopping and scatting. Yeah, yeah. Just like you said before the show, it's notes you don't play. Uh, it's notes you don't play. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, 
yeah, during the Halloween stuff because it's a separate ticketed event, so it's like uh, they 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 can change some of the rides a little bit. <laughs> and what they did with uh, Pirates of the Caribbean was put live actors in there. So like you're going through the queue and there's pirates and there's pirates in the prison cells and there's a pirate being like, have you seen this guy? He's big and he has a beard and he's kind of like you. Yeah. <laughs> like that kind of nonsense. Uh, and like you're in the ride and they will be like in some overhead walkways and stuff. That is neat. Um, Space Mountain, they turn off the lights entirely. Um, which is terrifying. Uh, especially in a space mountain that you haven't ridden before. <laughs> Is <laughs> like, it more terrifying than barely fitting on the ride? So the space mountain at Disney world has, um, Matterhorn seats, you know, okay. single, single oh, file. Oh, so, good for Disney world. Yeah. Uh, but when I'm sitting in there, like I'm, st- if I was sitting there and my knees were in my field of vision, I could just imagine what it'd be like for you. So, it's not a, yeah. it's not a nice fit yeah. for a big guy, but yeah. it's more comfortable than uh, <laughs> the two of us squeezed side by side. Squeezed it into which the guy asking me, "Hey, it's two and a half minutes. You gonna be okay?" <laughs> it was not a good. It was not a good day for you. Between that and getting bullied by that child, that child uh, <laughs> took my chair. <laughs> Just yeah, it's just yeah, just insult after insult. For it was you. just insults, uh, <laughs> and I broke two rides. <laughs> it's true, you did. Uh, <laughs> broke pirates, and I broke Space Mountain. Yeah, and that kid, and then but then Space Mountain, back in kind, broke you. Yes, so. it did. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like for like they have live actors that you said it's for Space Mountain. Rick Flair's just there. <laughs> Just hanging out. He's just hanging out. He's Literally. In, yeah. He's in, he just he tries to get like he, he tries to sit behind you in every single one. Uh, he just wants to tell you road stories. Yeah. <laughs> while while some like surf rock is blaring. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! We're staying at the Baltimore Hilton for the airport. Me and Tully and Arn. <laughs> <sighs> but to be fair, the best part of the uh, uh, Disney Halloween stuff was the like special Halloween themed food that they had. There's no, there's there's no way around that Disney just has the best worst food. <laughs> oh man! Oh god! You want a, I... you want a, you want a churro covered in like sour grape powder? Well, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, I'm actually going to Disneyland uh, 13th to 14th of November. Nice. Uh, so it's be the first time for me that I'm going during the holidays, which is kind of cool. It's uh, that's mostly when I go. So yeah, I, I actively went in May this year to sort of both do a birthday slash Mother's Day thing and to not do it at Christmas because right. <laughs> I always see it at Christmas. Like yeah. even when I went to. Uh, you know, uh, at the Disney World, I was dangerously close to going during the Christmas season. <laughs> but, I think I think you and I kind of also went for the same reason. In addition to that, was like I want to see it before Star Wars. Before Star Wars takes over, yeah. yeah. Um, 
But then it turned out that it did nothing. It did it. <laughs> attendance actually went down. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, which is good. Because um. words are like, okay, you're going to be waiting in a line to, you want to go, you want some blue milk? It's going to be like a six day wait for that. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to go in February next year. Okay. Well, that's my first trip. I also plan on getting a season pass next year. So <laughs> now that uh, I, now that I work three days, now that I have three days off a week, it makes it much easier to just do a bunch of random, dumb Disney trips. Uh, our tentative plan uh, since next year is our 10-year wedding anniversary, and we went to Disneyland for our, our honeymoon. Tentatively, Disney World. Nice. So, uh, When is your anniversary? April. April? Okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. Don't, go, don't go when I went. <laughs> okay. Do not go in September. Yeah. Uh, for two reasons. It's still like summer there, and it's yeah. also hurricane season, so it's very... Wet, hot, and humid. And oh, absolutely miserable. Just like my honeymoon. <laughs> I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> yeah. Hot <Time> stamp. <laughs> 49 my, minutes. My, uh, my plan is a bunch of Disney trips next year. Uh, Disney World the year after that, because it'll be the 50th anniversary. And I think it would be very fun to say that I did the 50th anniversary of Disneyland and the 50th anniversary of Disney World. And then uh, after that, I'm thinking Paris. <laughs> yeah, I think you. It, at some point, you got to get to those uh, international yeah. sites. Yeah. yeah, so Paris is the one that I'm most interested in going to. Um, You're going to go to that one uh, abandoned Disney thing that's like on a, a, a creepy pasta. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But uh it's the one Disney theme park you can go to where it might snow. Yeah. <laughs> um and then like the Asia ones are kind of all over the place because of course I would do the Japanese ones before the China ones. And you have the two, you have Disney Hong Kong and Disney Shanghai. Might want to stay out of China and Hong Kong for a bit. Yeah, for for the time being. For the time being. And and I don't think I would go I don't know how I would do Shanghai. I don't. I because like Hong Kong is very uh, Western friendly. Paris is Western friendly. Obviously, the Japanese ones are Western friendly as well. Shanghai is not. There's no English anything there, and the culture is adamantly against <laughs> like uh, somebody like me being there. So. <laughs> I, I don't know much about Shanghai, but I do know how to get there is you have to wait and they abduct you and take you there. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, that's how uh, it happens. Yeah. Uh, from what I've heard, I listened to a podcast of somebody that went to Shanghai and they were like, it's cool. It's a really cool theme park, but it is also very much that part of China, you know, mainland China where, you know, it's still communist and there is sort of no concept of lines. <laughs> so when you're in line, like everyone's up in your personal space and looks like people are cutting you off left and right. <laughs> so, oh, that sounds like a uh, boy. sounds like uh, anxiety. Yeah. It's, it's, it sounds like I would just be like an anxious mess. Like I don't think there's enough Zoloft. Yeah, get me through something like an experience like that, unless I had somebody with me that 
like could help me. So you would, probably Shanghai's probably not in the cards. You'd have to uh, hire Kong, a, hire a guy. Yeah, yeah, Hong Kong probably would be in the cards. <laughs> you have to uh, hire like a Indiana Jones like guide. Yeah, like yeah. Alfred Molina, like hire him. <laughs> yeah, but um, but the Disney Vault, uh, <laughs> the vault. This uh, show got left in the vault, and we're taking it out for the first yeah, time in yeah. 15 minutes. Yeah, for the first time in 15 minutes. We're, we're pulling a classic Dis- uh, Disney compendium bit out of the vault, yeah. where we're going to talk about the vault. This very easily could have been a two-episode thing. Uh, probably should have been, but... <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, it, it, the concept of the vault is... I think a part of the, like the intrigue around it is that Disney... It's very vague about what it is. Yeah. They don't really go into it too. I mean, you talked about like, you know, they said, oh, you know, every seven years. Yeah. But beyond that, they don't really, you know, talk about it. Like what's the, we, we know the concept behind the movie, the, the home video one. Like it's a marketing ploy. Yeah. Yeah. But the, so I guess the one thing that would be in the, movie vault and the physical vault would be Song of the South, right? Yes, absolutely. It's in both. Yes, it exists in both of this. A very literal sense of it is physically tucked away locked behind a padlock uh, at Disney and also like locked away from our reality. (laughs) Yes, it's it's in the Indiana Jones uh, uh, Ark of the Covenant warehouse. Yeah, it, it really is. They took <laughs> they took Uncle Remus and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was like and, and some of the uh, more questionable uh, short stories yeah. hammered a hammered a box shut, drilled some holes in it so he could breathe, and just yeah. pushed it away. Uh, and they and they they push it to a vat of dip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember me, but, Eddie, when I killed your brother. <laughs> I talked just <laughs> still terrifying. That poor shoe, man. That poor shoe. The most, the most YouTube video, 10 saddest anime deaths, dipping that shoe. It's a shoe. So what do you think sort of created the concept of the vault in the sense of the, films being re-released what do you think uh, made them think of like this whole re-release schedule for releasing its films in the theaters and... i'm gonna say it rhymes with michael eisner <laughs> wrong uh. actually uh he just kept the uh he just kept that going actually what created that sort of concept was uh, our favorite era of Disney filmmaking, the 40s and World War II. Uh. <laughs> uh, after the after that whole situation wrapped itself up, the studio needed money. <laughs> um, and because you know Snow White was their biggest hit, and then World War II, they made no money. So what's the easiest way to make money? But your movies that people know they already like. Yep. Because as we have noted, uh, when if you go back and watch, listen to the first uh, like what episodes like six, 
forward. Um, not great. <laughs> not great. Uh, An error so, we're getting back to again. <laughs> not yeah. great error. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, they, they put it out. They put the movie out. Take it away. Put it back out another seven years later. Make the money off of it again. Take it away. Put it out another seven years later. Uh, mm-hmm. It's obviously, uh, you know, Eisner and Wells took over in the 80s. Um, and that's when the VHS idea, the home video version of the vault, sort of took over uh, eventually. And, and now, you know, we're having this weird vault renaissance of discussion because we don't really know where that stands now. Uh, Films are being just available at all times, but also you have the theatrical re-release side of things that still exists. But then you have the actual tangible vault uh, located in, do you know where the vault is? Burbank, California. Glendale. Glendale. Glendale, California. Just a boring beige building. <laughs> you can go up to, you can go up to it. There's no signage. There's nothing that says welcome to the Disney Vault. It, it looks like a grain silo. <laughs> yeah. Um it, you know, there's uh it, it it's uncle it's unclear how you get into the vault because I don't think anyone really, I think you have to be basically you have to be working on something to work for the vault, but like journalists can, but it has to be for specific purpose. Like this vulture article that exists where they take a look inside the vault. It was because Pinocchio was getting re-released in like two, three years ago, mm-hmm. I think 2017, I think it got re-released. Okay. Um, and so it's him sort of talking about the vault. Uh, there are, uh, I, what is it? You can't, I'm trying to remember. There's something that you're not allowed. Uh, you have, to, you, you're not allowed to bring pens in. Pens, no pens. Mm. You can have pencils, but no pens. Um, and uh, you, like, you have to be fully aware of any bag you have or whatever is on your person. Because they also have stuff on display, like physical art and stuff on the walls and stuff. And you can't take pictures. You know, you can have your phone in there. They won't take your phone, but you can't take any photographs when you're in the vault other than what they give you or what they, you know, point to you and say, this is what you can take a picture of. You know, there's, you can't just go in there and start snapping photos. I, it's, I just picture as that, that, that room from the first Mission Impossible. It is so the vaults themselves. There is photos of what the vaults are. You have twelve of them, and it's those like massive. They got like the the hand crank mm-hmm. on the sides, so, so like you need to go to the next one. So you twist it, and it's the, the whole vault moves, and it's just box after box after binder after container of everything and so the further back you go the older things get (laughs) and i'm sure with like the right amount of oxygen like environmentally friendly things so things don't get destroyed and all that oh yeah there are certain things here i i will show you uh the world yeah Yeah. uh shining shimmering Splendid. splendid Uh, this is the vault. 
huh? Yeah. Oh, so it's the basement of the community college I went to. Exactly. <laughs> uh, it, that's basically what you get with the vault. Um, very simple, but massive, obviously. Um, it is, nobody knows exactly how much is in there. Uh, but the, the, num- the estimated number is about 65 million independent pieces. Because it's everything. It's everything. There are certain things that don't exist because of various reasons. Nothing, nothing like, you know, it was lost in a fire or something, but there was a stage of time, especially in the early days where, um, Walt just gave out and sold cells. Yeah. Uh, so there's just like a lot of like individual animation cells that are just completely gone. Whole sections of movies are kind of missing in terms of like cells and stuff. And, uh, and film was very, very unstable back. Yeah. Then. yeah. Um, uh, in this particular article, it was about Pinocchio and this guy's ex- experience looking at Pinocchio stuff in the vault. Uh, he was told that there are over 1 million pieces just for Pinocchio by itself, um, wow. which is impressive. Um, and, and so the Disney vault, the physical legitimate vault, isn't called the vault. It's not the Disney vault. It is the animation research library uh, because basically it exists for, I am working on a project for the studio. I need to come in, whether you're, movie producer, director, an Imagineer, you need to come in and look at stuff. There's so much content, there's so much stuff that um, uh, you could go in there and if you just kind of got free reign you could find something that nobody has seen probably for 70 years. Um, it's basically, I find it for Imagineers it's vital to go on there like, oh I need yeah. some reference. Yeah. Um, and, and they're always trying to find what they can. There is we make the Indiana Jones joke a lot, but there is sort of mm-hmm. this like they have people that go out and get this stuff. Top like, men, yeah, they they have it top belongs men. in a museum yeah. kind of Wait, pipe and mouth. Top men, yeah. Um, but uh. Like, but you, you don't know what exists anymore. You may never know. There's some things that are just still missing. Um, well, like I, I know, like one thing that wasn't there, like a uh, wasn't one of the, the Mary Poppins handbags uh, go up for auction? Yeah, and, um, and, and that probably one of them. Yes, and that probably wasn't through Disney. Does also use the vault for like conventions or touring shows. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they have all of their stuff. It's in a location. And, oh, there's B23 Expo coming out. So let's have a Mary Poppins thing or, you know, um, Comic-Con deal or whatever. Um, they, they will, you know, when a when it, Pinocchio gets re-released on home video, bring in some artists to go to the Pinocchio section of this research library and look at some of the stuff that's there. Uh, 
is it all and it's only animation and no. Walt's personal course? Okay. Yeah. I'd be like, so if you go there, it like if you went to the vault in 50 years, like, oh, this is the suit that Robert Downey Jr. wore in Iron Man 2. I don't know yeah. how I don't know, like I don't know if that stuff exists there. Because mm-hmm. that would be sort of like because like this vault tries to exist uh <laughs> Very much for Disney stuff, right? Not the not peripheral. That. Yeah, like you know, the Marvel Animation Studios is Disney, but it is like a peripheral company. It exists both within the Disney umbrella and outside the Disney umbrella simultaneously. Um, and apparently, one of the biggest things uh, that they do now there is every day you just have people there um, digitizing everything scanning something in so you can make it easier to find so you have a digital vault library as well um and you have to, it's difficult it's uh hard for some instances uh sleeping beauty in particular is one of those things uh because it was shot on 70 millimeter mm-hmm. so all of the like uh all all of the work all of the work papers all the backgrounds they did are massive uh, I, I read uh, the, the paper is the size of like a, a bed sheet. Oh, good God. So there's like a special process that they have to do to like scan bits at a time to get it digitized and stuff. God. Uh, that's like, that's like a job that just like, well, I have job security. That's my only job. I digitize yeah. 65. Well, I mean, there's multiple people, obviously. So. Yeah. So, uh, according to this Vulture article, it was, uh, once the artwork is digitized, it's moved onto a system called GEMS, which is accessible by employees at uh, Walt Disney Animation Studio, Pixar, and Disney Toon Studio. Mm -hmm. Um, After the artwork is digitized, you can watch entire sequences play out in their rough form and zoom in to see the detailed background painters put into it. It's like, so you can see Geppetto's workshop with alarming clarity. So... (laughs) That's funny. alarming for clarity. Yeah. Oh my god, there's a new painting back there. <laughs> this isn't the rescue. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's Disney is well known to have just a ton of Walt stuff. Like uh you can read like multiple biographies about Walt Disney. And uh, if it's authorized by Disney themselves, you get alarming access to some of the like less tread vault stuff. Uh, there was a really good, a massive biography about Walt. Uh, and it's just packed with like personal correspondences. Like Walt was like, as an adult, like, you know, a man in his fifties, he was still like writing letters to like teachers Mm-hmm. <laughs> like like you taught me in the seventh grade so i'm going, like thank you for that and just, you know pleasant free correspondence and stuff and he, and he kept it because they, they have it because he kept it yeah kept it, yeah and, and, and any letter that came into him got saved so all yeah. the replies got saved and stuff i mean you know it's not a hundred percent obviously but the picture of him and ray Kroc is in there <laughs> yeah uh but we were doughboys together. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
but like yeah i'm sure there's you know a, a photos of like walt disney with like theodore geisel or something yeah, there. Like, yeah. but um but yeah anything anything and everything that you could imagine wanting to look at you know you have a very good chance of seeing it there but it is you know well protected for good reason it's is there stuff in there and this is probably speculation on your part and mine is there stuff in there that is in there because it's in the best interest of disney for not to get out i mean i i think in the sense of some of the sillier concept probably i don't think there's there's anything uh because there's a lot of stuff in there that is clearly not great look for Walt. I mean, we watched that PBS documentary where they have the actual audio of him talking to his employees, not trying to unionize and how much of a jerk that makes him sound like. Um, they're not really afraid of that stuff because a, they can control that stuff coming out, but you know, it's obviously also easily accessible um, there's really not a whole lot is to worry about, really. I think the thing that you have to worry about most is that it is well known that the animators drew filthy images of the Disney characters when they were working on movies. Mm. Like, that stuff they don't want to get out. They don't want you to see what, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, of iWorks doodled in the margins of a <laughs> sketchbook or something. Uh, <laughs> or, just... yeah, or, well, I, I guess what I'm leaning toward is, like, the more... I don't think there's anything propaganda cartoons. I mean, I mean, I mean, you own those still, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 there. I mean, Disney is open about a lot of that stuff. You know, yeah. like the World War II stuff in particular. Like they've re-released some of that stuff. The the one that you can't like, because I have the Silly Symphonies set, mm-hmm. and it has uh, three little pigs on it. Um, and they openly say that in the original version of this, the Big Bad Wolf dressed up to sell, you know, uh, brushes, um, and he was stereotypically Jewish. Right. Like, they, they made him look like a caricature of a Jewish man, and they changed that later to just make him look like an old peddler um, and took it, take out all of the facial features that would have been racially charged mm-hmm. characteristics of a Jewish man. Uh, and but they don't put that version on there. It's just that's it's like the special editions of Star Wars. Like this is just the version of it now. Right. <laughs> so deal so with. Are it. those in there then? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> those are actually probably because there was the story of Rogue One had a 4K cut of the original Star Wars. Yes, right. They for, before the. Uh... For the for the creators of that movie, like, yeah. yeah, to go and watch. Now, there's some speculation that it wasn't the non-special edition version of it. That's just sort of a misspeak on it. But obviously, non-special edition versions of the movies exist, and they probably exist in a pretty decent form. But like. Yeah, the, the non-special. Yeah, all these non-special versions existed the Disney Vault in some way, shape, or form. Right. Whether it be the Disney Vault or the Disney adjacent Vault that the Fox movies are finding themselves into. Right. 
Yeah, it's like oh, and it's, part of it, may, and part of it, honestly, might just be out of respect for George Lucas because he's absolutely was adamant that these are the initial, that these are the versions of the movies, and there may be some sort of, <laughs> they may be just like, all right, that's what he said, so that's what we're gonna, you know. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta, gotta listen to the guy who made uh made uh the duck movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Disney doesn't have any say in. Uh, this is the company that also made uh, <laughs> uh, Tarzan. So, mm. <laughs> like, they made Tarzan and the Fox and the Hound. They don't get to talk about bad movies. <laughs> so, so, what you're saying is, years from now, when George Lucas passes away, they might be like, eh. "That's exactly what I'm saying." I think yeah. as long as he's alive, they will respect his opinion. And it depends on. It may be like the whole situation with like. Uh, like George Lucas, like as long as I'm as long as I'm CEO of Fox, you'll always own. Uh, like the Fox will own these movies. You get ousted the next year, movies revert back to. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know who knows what whoever takes over the Lucasfilm after uh, Kennedy is gone, what yeah. their opinions would be. I think Kennedy will probably just keep strong on that because uh, Disney hasn't really even hinted at that like they've just re-released the movies on blu-ray and it's the same old same old uh except for attack of the clones where they gave uh anakin a red lightsaber on the cover for some reason so <laughs> just to confuse you and just to confuse it's like when they did the first uh dvd box set of star mm-hmm. wars and they gave like the lightsaber luke's lightsaber was green at the beginning of that movie of <laughs> the mm-hmm. new hope like all right, it's like the easiest thing in the world. You screwed that one up. So there's a there's <laughs> there's a there's a, there's a whole there's a whole other cut of uh, the tragedy of Dark Plagueis scene <laughs> where Palpatine just farting the whole time. <laughs> yeah, it's funny to see like um, he actually did like edit those movies. Like between the theatrical run and DVD release of the prequels, like mm-hmm. weird things that like clearly bothered him. That when it came out on DVD, he went back like uh, Django Fett, like sparks weren't coming out of his jetpack, so they digitally added him in for the home video release. Oh, I'm like, sorry, they added it. Attack of the Clones. <laughs> Didn't notice any editing of that movie. <laughs> it's it's uh. uh I just recently ranked all of the Star Wars films on my uh, Twitter feed, and they all are ranked number one. So I don't know. It's just I, I have no. You're, I, Swi- I, you're Switzerland. No, I I think uh, uh, like even at its worst, I like them better than ninety eight percent of all movies. So <laughs> that's. But, I've yeah. seen a lot of movies, so keep that in mind. Like I've seen a lot of movies and. <laughs> Most I of still, the <laughs> I, I still, I still really like, like I, I genuinely really like Phantom Menace. Like truly, it's like wrong Phantom, with Phantom Menace. Menace. I mean, I really like that movie, and I really like Revenge of the Sith. I only, I, I don't like, like I think, uh, Attack of the Clones is like, if, <laughs> is the worst. It would be the bottom of my Star Wars list, but it still doesn't mean like. You know, tied for first. Still, I mean, I still just love all of those Star Wars movies. I just, I just see them as 
they're just to me it's just star wars just, yeah it's like if you want to yeah. watch pack of the clones or k-packs yeah obviously i want to you know yeah but um like i wasn't a big fan of solo uh, I like a lot of the visuals of Solo, but as a movie, I wasn't a big fan of it. But, it started out slow. Yeah, uh, but I still bought it. I still watched it a few times. Mm-hmm. Still bought, not bottom of the list, but pretty close if I were to actually not rank them. But <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I didn't enjoy Thor 2 is pretty bad, but still own that movie. Still have it. Still have Thor 2. We both own Thor 2. We own Dark uh, World, which eh, <laughs> we we have them. Yeah, they're there. And, and and Endgame tried to make Dark World a very important movie, but <laughs> good luck. It, 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 that was the most ambitious crossover. <laughs> what if we What if we made Dark World mean something in the overall th- theming of the Marvel yeah. Universe? Oh boy, that's ambitious. You guys are gonna. <laughs> Okay. You're really working hard for this one. Okay. You pull <laughs> the least. Be- it's the least believable thing that's happened in this movie with a giant purple man that snapped away in everyone's lives. <laughs> half, half the universe. Yeah. And robot. Yeah. And robot lady not explaining the death planet <laughs> or the suicide planet. <laughs> uh, but, uh, now, if, now if they put the Marvel movies in the vault now. Now we got some issues. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess part of what we're going to get around to is like, I guess the well, the digital vault, the movie version, it's kind of hard to maintain that with like piracy and being what it is. Yeah, yeah. especially <laughs> especially in the era where it's easier than ever to just own a movie and make a copy for yourself. <laughs> Go to the video. Go to a place that has used movies and just get a copy. Of. I mean, there are. We've done episodes of the show. Yeah, that were movies, incredibly difficult. So we had to go for into, movies that we neither yeah. one of us own. Yeah, you know, that's half the reason why we're not doing the Atlantis episode these mm-hmm. couple of weeks because none of us own it, and it's not exactly like. You can't just walk into it. I, I'm not going to spend $25 on Atlantis. Yes. And I was at Half Price Books today, and they didn't have a copy of it on the shelf. So. I paid I paid Google to rent, $3 to rent Dinosaur. Same. Same. <laughs> so I rented that in SD because I'm not going Same. To Same. I will um, be damned if I'm paying. To watch yeah, like, yeah, okay, I have the Emperor's New Groove, so yeah, because yeah. that's, that's a good movie worth yeah. my time. Right. But, yeah, I'm not going to buy Atlantis. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so in a couple of weeks, we won't have to because we'll both oh. have Disney Plus and it will be there waiting for us. Yes. And, and luckily, I've got Verizon, so I just get Disney Plus. Yeah. <laughs> I've got Verizon right. Unlimited. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, uh, I'm probably gonna get the package with ESPN Plus. I see. <laughs> I got because I uh, I was telling my dad like uh, there's they have that cool package where you get ESPN Plus, Disney Plus, and Hulu for and that uh, Geo right? That Geo is included. Like, like I don't know, but like that Geo yeah. they have that Geo stuff in Disney Plus. So. Right. Um, I always forget that they that's them now. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. Oh boy, I hope they have those true life adventures on there. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be cool. I would watch some of this. I've got one of the box sets. And it's so fun. Like these really early versions of do- nature films that are mm-hmm. not great because they're lying. Uh, <laughs> but still what, really cool. After the fact, you're like, oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like, just because like... <laughs> We think that lemmings throw themselves off of mountains because of Walt Disney's true life adventures. You know, thanks to that, though, we do have a really good video game franchise, I suppose. But... The horrors of Milo and Otis. <laughs> well, to be fair, Japan. That's Japan and not Disney. Disney just did that. Like, well, yeah. Listen, we had nothing to do with this, but we are going to release it. We are going to make money off of it. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, do you think the New York episode of Substance is going to be on Plus? Yeah, I because I think it just like recently, sort of. Mm-hmm. I think one of our friends that we talked to in our little group chat. Yeah, yeah. He said, it, he said it was on yeah. FXX or something, right? Yeah. So I think it'll be there. I don't think they'll. The Michael Jackson episode's done, though. I believe. All right. Who knows? Maybe not. I mean, yeah. it's weird, but that's, that's nobody. Nobody has stopped selling his music either. So right, yeah. So it's I not mean, like you, yeah. you could still go buy an R. Kelly CD. Yeah, and, and it helps, unfortunately, that nothing really ever happened. Like he yeah. was never tried. He was never convicted. Yeah, none of it. Like you know, R. Kelly is still actively in the public eye dealing with this on a daily basis right you know it's like the it, and it's uh you know it's not like it's the gary glitter thing where he was very much mm-hmm. yeah uh, or lost profits or something where these yeah. guys very much were convicted and it's creepy when like <laughs> the joker decided to pay money to use <laughs> gary glitter song that he's going yeah. to see money for you know <laughs> like, yeah but that's the other thing about the vault too. Is like kind of all those lines. Like now they have Fox. You're like, like does this thing go in the vault? Are they going to put this in the vault because that's a controversial thing? Yeah. Does this go in? Does this go in? Yeah. And- Disney, with the exception of like, like with the exception of like a handful of things, they tend to just sort of let it be <laughs> for the most part. Yeah. Like. like they'll edit a scene or something, you know, like goofy smoking or, you know, the, uh, aforementioned, uh, three little pigs song of the South, obviously is a big thing, There's but, that, they also, uh... but they also shy away from the existence of song of the South as strongly as they probably should. If yeah. they're negative against it because they have a whole ride dedicated to it and they keep making money off of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, There's also that, uh, Chip and Dale cartoon. Yeah. Or Donald Duck's making breakfast. And yeah. yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's edited, I believe. Yeah. 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 You have edited, but they don't they don't tend to get rid they don't tend to just ignore things wholesale. Like, you know, the the World War II stuff is something completely different because it 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 doesn't have a place outside of the time it existed. Like mm-hmm. they weren't really ever intended to be anything more than what they were. So them just sort of not re-releasing that stuff in a traditional sense makes sense because what, where does it fit into the history other than they were, these are movies paid for by the military that we released that are propaganda and right. they all propaganda. So 
like those just sort of existing as these like in this obscure box set that came out in the you know mid two thousands makes sense, and then it not showing up on Disney Plus would make sense because they're not traditional films, right? They're, they're not meant for that kind of they're not, yeah, they're not meant for that sort of. Uh, you know, consumption. consumer yeah. consumption. Yeah. They like they they put out that box set of the World War II stuff because it's hobbyist consumption. Like that's historical content. A, a, a niche market wants it, so you know. If we yeah, can... and that's why those were all you know numbered too. You know, we made fifteen thousand of them, so that's all that exists. That's about how what we expect. How many people will want this? So, <laughs> well. Okay, so I guess the elephant in the room, or in this case, the vault, which you've kind of talked about a few times, is Song of the yeah. South. Song of the South. Does it, in our lifetime, come out? Yes. I think so, too. I think so, too. I, I think I think a management change will have to happen, because I think a lot of these people are, de- are steadfast on... Like Iger is like now, nah, <clears throat> Iger's only around for a little bit more. Like it's yeah. well, he's out of here by twenty twenty two. So um, I think there, I think we will. I don't know how it'll come out. It, it would have been great to have have it come out during that Disney Treasures era, uh, because, like I said, with the World War Two stuff and like that, you know, Silly Symphony stuff and some of these shorts, where they have to, they get an opportunity to present historical context to it yeah Um, and it's tricky to present historical context to something that is traditionally it's hard to talk about it because like obviously pasty white dude um because it's not the sort of racist that people think it is um and but it is still racist like yes there is a there is this rewriting of history a little bit where you take the concept of like, it's not, it's post civil war. So uncle Remus is a freed man, but he's still living this good, you know, homogenous relationship with this white family where they're doing work. They're getting, they're doing paid work for this family. Yeah. And, um, you know, you're using a dialect that you would never get away with today. No. But even if it may be accurate for the time frame that it is portraying, at the time when they made the movie, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And you didn't have to do it that way, but you did try to, because you're not you're not really being, uh, you know, historically accurate already. And you don't have to be. You don't have to go that far. And it's not like oh, all people talked like this, and because they, you know. <laughs> they weren't taught traditional English or what, you know, it's, it's right. weird nonsense. And, and there's certain weird things like um, there is an episode of this show that is in the works and coming down the pipeline that is going to focus on a lot of this stuff um, that is going to be presented with a disclaimer and everything um, because there's two or three episodes that you could do with Song of the South in general. Um but things like the infamous uh, there's no disclaimer the, here, so you know what you know what I'm going to talk about the little the, the baby the baby yeah um, when that movie came out and that phrase at the time 
wasn't actually like racist. Like it's weird to say that, um, but I was doing research for it because I was curious about that and everything. And it's like, this movie actually sort of made that the racist term. Like at the time, it was really just used for, for lack of, for more broad uh, definition of it was the sort of complex solution to a simple problem. So, um, you know, they made this really complex baby made out of tar <laughs> to trap the Br'er Rabbit. Well, they could have just trapped the Br'er Rabbit. Like, they didn't have to create this abs- absurd concept. Uh, but it became racist because, like, Disney created this very racist thing. Well, the way it looks yeah. is also... Yeah, yeah the way it really, looks. Yeah, yeah, it's where it really goes in. So this phrase... The, you know that 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 phrase when it was created wasn't necessarily racist, but it be, but Disney and the way they portrayed it in the movie and what the movie stands for, you, like by the time the eighties come, it is one hundred percent a racist term, which is why when who was it was it? I'm trying to think of what uh, Mitt Romney. Somebody said it during like a campaign trail or something. And he used it as the original mm-hmm. uh, in its original context, but its original context is obsolete now, yeah. you know? So you can make the, make the claim all you want. The fact of the matter is it doesn't mean that anymore. Maybe it's, don't say I, it. Just don't maybe, say it. Maybe like, just don't yeah, say you it. should be, you should be aware enough of the world around you to know that that doesn't mean what you think it means anymore. Like right. it does. It's even, like if you Googled it, <laughs> like it actually takes a little bit till you like if you go to dictionary.com or something it's like not the default definition is racist term it's you know it's the complex solution for, but mm-hmm. like i don't care like you can't be that stupid <laughs> no um but yeah there, there's a lot of weird stuff like that with the song of the south and like um Disney's first black animator. Like, he loves that movie. Like, he asked Disney, because you get kind of access to the vault if you want to borrow a movie, you can. And that was like one of his things. He wanted to, like, Christmas time rolls around, he wanted to borrow it and play it for his family and everything. <laughs> like, there's some weird stuff with that movie. Like, and, and it's so, like, crucial to the history of Disney. Um, because it's, the thing is, yeah, it's a genuinely enjoyable movie. It is the parts that are enjoyable. I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think, like, with the exception of the finale with Zippity Doodah, Uncle Remus yeah. doing the whole thing, like live action stuff is kind of sucks. Yes, um, the kids are annoying, and just the kids know. are annoying. Um, you know, in, in 2019, watching Uncle Remus, you know, talk like that is kind of it's uncomfortable. it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. But like, by and large, the like animated stuff is really good. It's yeah, Rare Rabbit, Rare Fox, Rare Bear. Yeah, Rare yeah, Rabbit, Rare Fox fun. stuff. Yeah, it, like even like even the uh, thing we were talking about a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
the baby. It's a good, it's a good sequence. It's yeah. just like, oh, good lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it sucks now. Like, back in 1950, you know, not a super big deal. But, you know. Well, a lot of things in the 50s yeah. weren't big yeah. deals. But. but, like, but I mean, even the the context of that scene and everything yeah. wasn't necessarily. But, like, but the live action stuff certainly was. Live action stuff in particular was probably more problematic than the animated stuff. Like, everyone will point to that infamous baby scene. Yeah. But uh, the, the live action stuff is more problematic than. Yeah, it's like, I, I, like I don't care if it's good natured racism, it's still racism. Still racism. So, yeah. And, and like, and, and things have only become more racist as time goes on, i.e., yeah. the baby scene, i.e., the way they have the black people talking in the movie. You know, it just keeps yeah. getting worse and worse as time goes by. And, and I hope and I hope and pray that they can release it with some sort of context. Yeah. Like um, please have somebody Yeah. Okay, so here's my question. Does Hire it... me to step out and say, hey y'all. JJ, hey, I'm a <laughs> Yeah, hello. Hey, I'm... Hello, I'm historian a... JJ here to talk to you about Song of the South. I'm a, Listen, I'm a white going... I'm a yeah. white man in my thirties. Yeah. Listen, you, what you're about to see is well problematic. <laughs> you, you just However, you, you just have to go cancel culture's gone too far. Here's yeah. strong in the south. <laughs> go out there with uh Guns blazing. Guns blazing. Just me, me and Obama standing next to each other, saying, "You don't have to be woke all of the time." Yeah, and you, <laughs> and you keep and you keep cutting him off and saying, "What he means is." <laughs> um, and then he hits you. Yeah, and then that, and then that's they just cut into the movie after that. People have no idea what the hell just happened. <laughs> Did Obama hit that guy? Who was that guy? Who was that guy? Why did he just open hand slap him in the face? Uh, I hope they have because nobody else does it. It would be really nice if they had commentary or something on yeah. the streaming service because that was always my second favorite part of the Simpsons process. Yeah, was the first part being I have all the Simpsons at all time. Uh, <laughs> I can watch I can watch King Size Homer whenever I want to, and nobody can tell me not to. Wash uh, yourself with a rag on a stick <laughs> whenever you want. Yeah, I'm just here. I'm just sitting here waiting for my tab. I pushed it at the start mm. of the show. Still not. Vintage? Um, why? Yes. <laughs> why? <laughs> I just. I just. Tri- I just triple my product. product. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, but I, I. Here's the thing about if they do have it, they. There's a thin line between going like, hey, here's the historical context. Yeah. Don't try every black actor you have on a contract out there. You'd be yeah. like, you know, this is okay. Yeah. That's, don't do that. Yeah. Please don't, don't do that. that. Like, well, and that's the problem because <laughs> what's Disney's choice? Because nowadays, without the Disney treasure stuff where they can release that stuff, like what do you like Disney Plus? really isn't going to be the marketplace to just dump it. It has to be released somehow differently beforehand. Physically first and then later. Yeah. But then like I guess. But then like how do you release it because you can't make a big deal out of it? Mm -hmm. Because then it just (laughs) but also you can't just sort of sweep it under the rug because both of those options makes it seem both options are problematic. Like yeah. 
make a, making a big deal out of it is just like you've got your tiki torches lit and you're ready mm-hmm. to take to the streets <laughs> to yeah. celebrate the release of this movie and sweeping it under the rug makes it seem like you're uh, trying to like okay here it is just go get it yeah. also We're makes it seem like you're Ashamed ignoring of it. it, ashamed yeah. of it, and and, yeah. and trying to yeah. ignore it's, the cultural insensitivity that's yeah. going on in that movie. You can't just go like, "Oh, Chadwick Boseman said it's okay." Yeah, here it is. Yeah, it, yeah. You can't be that. Well, I have that one black friend, and he likes this movie. Yeah, like I was talking about earlier. There's that animator, the first black Disney animator that really, really likes that movie. Like he made comic strips for Disney for it and everything. Like. Like you can't just trot him out and be like, oh, see, it's fine. He's yeah. <laughs> he was also like, like loyal to Walt to a fault. So yeah. So like you know, it, it's yeah, it, it's tricky. Like when it was when you had when you had the Disney Treasure stuff going on, that was your opportunity. <laughs> like because all of those were released with context, <laughs> and they were for enthusiasts, and you had um, uh, Leonard Malton introducing everything and explaining everything and talking about everything and he's not the guy for that nope nope he is not like but like i don't know who the guy for that is i don't know who the guy is who the guy for that is is racist yeah (laughs) Yeah. again like again it's not chadwick boseman it's not like you know a panel of you know here's here's a panel of our most distinguished african-american uh, yeah. Disney legends. Here's Chadwick Boseman. Here's Sin- Girl Sinbad. Joe. Yeah, Sinbad. Sinbad. Uh, Corey the House Kid. Yeah, Raven Simone. Raven, yeah, like that doesn't work either. That just no. Because again, that plays as the I have a black friend situation. Yeah. So yeah. So I don't know. I don't. My cousin's kids are, are mixed. Yeah. So I yeah I don't know how you approach that in you know 2020, 2020 No, I don't either. What year did what, what year did Song of the South come out? What's its next big? Eighteen sixty six. Eighteen sixty six, probably. Uh, let's see, Song of the South, nineteen forty six. So close. <laughs> uh, eighty. Yeah. Well, about eighty years after the war ended. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so let's see. America was a different place in 1946. Yeah. Oops. So 73 years old. So in two years, you have the 75th anniversary of it. That'll be the time, I think. Yeah. You gotta. It's. It is a handle with care situation. It is, and and neither of us is the person to ask how you handle it because and you are not going to make any everybody happy if you choose not to or you choose to do so yeah um but i think it'll come out i think we'll see Mm -hmm. see in our lifetime um i just don't know how and i don't know when Um, i do think it will be presented with context i would hope so yeah and I hope it's not like WWE Network context where it's like the following contains whenever Chris Benoit is in an episode, yeah. they have to tell you like these are just people who are playing characters. Like, it's, it's... <laughs> wait, didn't Uncle Remus like win the triple threat match at WrestleMania 20? No, no, it is Eddie Guerrero by himself. Yeah. No, Eddie... that's my 
Eddie Guerrero was there with the two kids. <laughs> That's still my favorite uh, WWE trading card that I ever got when they were doing like the history of WrestleMania, and it had that triple threat with Benoit, Shawn Michaels, and Triple H. Mm-hmm. Because it's just a picture of Shawn Michaels and Triple H on the front side, and when you flip it over, and it's like their rivalry came to a heated, uh, mm-hmm. uh, like conclusion, I guess, or it's not even conclusion. I can't remember. Like, came yeah. to a head at WrestleMania. Although neither man won, the feud was still as hot as ever. <laughs> yes. What well, the third guy? Uh, some say he's still in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. So he's still waiting uh, on Armac. Yeah. Home. <laughs> so. Yeah, so I have wait. Like, it has to be somebody who could be seen as a historian. Somebody, somebody that you probably don't even know who it is. Like, and don't. I guess the other thing is like, wait, do they apologize or is that like? Eh? I think that's. I no, I don't think. Because that seems that. insincere, and then that seems it, insincere because they're not sorry, and they you're making because you're about to make money off of it. You're about to make money off of it, and honestly, you shouldn't be sorry. Like, yes, it sucks, but there are far worse, and it, and it wasn't, it was never done with any sort of malice, or because like a lot of that stuff, intent goes a long way, and the yeah. intent was never there to be disingenuous, and it was successful and popular, and it's time with all, with not just amongst white people. So yeah. it, that's it's the stickiest part of the vault with that particular movie in particular because inevitably because it, part yeah because inevitably it has to come there because this this vault this Disney Plus like has to be the WWE network of it there has to be a we're, our goal is to present everything that we own and you can't pick and choose the things that you own anymore. Like at a certain point you have to be like, well, you have to address it at some point. And you got to own your BS now, literally yeah. and figuratively. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'll be interested to see what they do. Yep. It, it, it's going to happen. I'm dead certain of it. But I, do, I am too. I, I, I just, I'll be in my forties. Yeah. Probably you will be too. Maybe. Yeah. 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 80th anniversary is only like, you know, we said two years until the 75th or seven so, years, seven years, <laughs> the Disney vault, t- typical seven year. Uh, range. Yes. Uh, well, but so it'll be our brains. Yeah. Like I could, I, I think one of the, one way you could do it would be to like do some sort of like show. I don't mean show like TV show about it. I mean, like, something at like the Walt Disney theater or something. And like, this is the 80th anniversary screening of it. This hasn't been seen for, you know, since the eighties in the North America by us, you know, screen it that way, have a discussion with some historians, both Disney and and legitimate. And you know what I mean? Like present it as a present it that way get it out there that way have it be a big you can have it be a big deal that way we're like right. oh in you know glendale they did a special showing of this movie for its 80th anniversary and they had a discussion about it with you know some disney historians and some actual historians and you know stuff like that it would be a good way of going about it right I, again i'm not you know that person to yeah like i disney doesn't disney doesn't know what they would do like right. the, pe- the the people that are going to make that decision in the future probably aren't there 
right do now. you think do you think it's been batted around for like oh, i'm absolutely would we every, i'm certain absolutely every couple of years or so it gets brought up it has to somebody's it, like hey is it like off limits or like like, eh, it's like yeah because it wasn't like even if it was banned in the u.s it was still floating around in like europe and stuff like you'd get the laser disc and it was airing off it was airing on tv and whatever and you know in the 80s they opened up splash mountain you know like yeah. i mean the version i have is like a, a bootleg uh japanese laser disc one yeah like on, on a dvd r so you know, it's, yeah that's yeah. yeah my version i bought at a comic book show like yeah 10 years ago and yeah. it, it has it, uh, like subtitles that you can't turn off that are clearly mm-hmm. chinese mm-hmm. that exist and, and there it is with, okay. with two other much more racist cartoons on there if that's one you got <laughs> very good yeah but um yeah yeah that's the that's the trickiest part yeah. and and because I, I think everything else is sort of fair game because right? there's nothing as problematic in terms of public discourse as as that particular movie so okay so hear me out jj roger corman's fantastic four no oh god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it it doesn't because it doesn't really exist it was never really a movie it just kind of found its way into existence speaking of comic book shows and bootleg copies yeah uh no no No. i i i and i don't think because it's basically like even at this point it's kind of just still illegal like you know what i mean yeah (laughs) not that i would watch a legal version of that movie ever and laugh at it yeah the invisible woman's just literally on screen (laughs) somehow still much more watchable than any other fantastic yeah. movie that's come out. Yeah. <laughs> Against all odds, they somehow that's somehow the best Fantastic Four movie. Yep. Uh the thing looks like a star a little Debbie Star Crunch. What was that? I that the Fantastic Four movie, the most recent one, was I saw that in theaters. You paid money to see it. I paid money to see it opening weekend, knowing yeah. full well that it was getting torn apart. And I would honestly say it's the worst comic book movie I've ever seen. Wow. I, it's 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 an hour and a half, and it doesn't care about the Fantastic Four in any way, shape, or form. And it makes the thing a war criminal. So. <laughs> wow. So, so, he's, so, so yeah, we're Superman 4. Yeah, I think he's all locked up, and he's military property, and they just send him out to wreak havoc wherever they need him to for military operations. It's yep. terrible. Man, so, yeah. but yeah. hey, that's uh, the other Fantastic Four stuff's probably going to be on there, I guess. I hope the Fantastic Four cartoon is on there. Should be. Uh, yeah, the Marvel Power Hour. Yeah, I hope they keep. I hope they keep stands like little intros. I can't imagine them getting rid of those. Like, hey, true believers, <laughs> Reed Richards sucks. <laughs> You'll find out why in this episode. Oh, so good. Watch me own Todd McFarlane and Rob Liefeld for the can, next can you, 45 yeah, minutes. Can, yes, please. Please put those on there. Put those on there. God. Every every couple please. of months, I just I sit down and watch it. Yeah. It, it makes me... It's funny. I have a coworker that loves Spawn. Yeah. And, like, I... I, <laughs> I showed her that one. Yeah. It's just like, why is he so being so mean to him? <laughs> 
Because <laughs> he sucks. I mean, because, let's be honest here. <laughs> uh, because he's awesome and they suck. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, so, like, come on. Let's be <laughs> like, I think it, uh, Rob Liefeld deserves it a little more than. Uh, yeah. I mean, McFarlane. Todd McFarlane gave us a pretty awesome Spider Man run and a Hulk run. Yeah. Pretty good Hulk run. I mean, like, his art is at least iconic for Spider-Man. And, you know, Spawn is Spawn. (laughs) It's not like... And Spawn is still the Spawn that he created. Rob Liefeld exists uh, solely on the, hey guys, I created Deadpool. And like, well, no. I mean, yes, but you also, A, stole Deadpool from DC. You see. And and B, the Deadpool that everyone likes is not the Deadpool you made. So... So, so. I mean, you could say I created cable. Yeah, yeah, I don't care. And cable, because at least the cable that exists now is the cable that you created. Yeah, (laughs) like a big, bulky, boring guy. Yeah, big. Yeah, the most interesting cable has been is when he was in the Deadpool two movie. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know what? I I just realized that you said that Rob Liefeld deserved it a little bit more. But did Rob Liefeld pay a million dollars for Mark McGuire's baseball? Touche. Yeah. Touche. <laughs> uh, I think we should just wrap this one up. Okay. We, we, we meant to talk about the vault. I guess we, we did. We did. Um, I think we stumbled into a territory you probably should have never stumbled into with Song of the South and got too deep into it. But Deep in the heart of the South. <laughs> but um, zippity doo dah. <laughs> we were, my oh my. What a day. <laughs> this was a fun episode, Phil. It was. Then, and so next week, or next episode, hopefully next week. I'm, mm. pro- I'm pulling for next week? Yeah. Um, should be. Uh, another annex. Uh, I gave Nick free reign on this one. Uh, every episode has been of my choosing up until this point. Mm-hmm. And then, but next week, next week's all Nick. It's all me. I'm, so, guys. He's going to be the host next week. I'm going to make him be the host next week. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so next week guys stay tuned we're going to be talking in depth about uh, just in case the uh, wonderful Willow Disney movie with Harry Anderson in it <laughs> can't wait or or of something that is near and dear to the hearts of uh, JJ and I Disney Afternoon Disney Afternoon we'll be talking but now uh, We've kind part of one. Right. I'm going to say part one. Part one. Because we'll come back. We'll circle back around it. There's too much Disney afternoon. Uh, we don't need four hour episodes. It makes it very hard for me no. to compile the episodes and <laughs> when, when they're when they're over two hours. We're we're probably going to focus on the heavy hitters. Uh, yeah. You know the ones everybody knows, like uh, the Duckverse heavily. The Duckverse, not so much Quack Pack Duckverse, <laughs> but. <laughs> Maybe talk a little bit about the new Dark Tales cartoon, which kind of pays homage to the uh, oh yeah Disney Afternoon. So that'll be kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. So next week, Disney Afternoon, very exciting. Can't wait. It's been an episode that has always been in the pipeline. Yep. Um, for one of these annex episodes, and then after that, we'll be right back into the uh, standard show of uh, we're barreling towards the end here. Yeah. Uh, with Atlantis, we're just moving at a quick pace towards sort of the season finale. Yeah, this. with uh, so, with Frozen Two coming Frozen out 2 in a matter of weeks now. Yes, 
Um, and obviously, when a new movie comes out, we'll find time to mm-hmm. record one. But but until then, uh, yeah, Atlantis in two weeks. Uh, next week, Disney Afternoon. Which episode do you think we're going to enjoy making more? Uh, <laughs> hmm. I wonder. Yeah. Just keep, it's, it has been obvious. We just keep putting Atlantis off. We didn't, do yeah. we didn't put an episode out last week. We didn't, uh, or didn't record one last week. We're doing this one this week. We're doing mm. it not. We're not doing Atlantis again next week. JJ texts me at zero hour. Hey, so I think we should just do Annex instead. <laughs> again, can't find the movie. I don't want to spend another three dollars nope. on Google to rent this stupid movie and i know that disney plus is just around the corner and it's going to be there and i will already i'm not going to pay a dime for it because i'm already paying verizon for unlimited data so yeah. just give it to me so and, and, and it's, it's double whammy because we know that there's gonna be other movies after atlantis that are probably worse than atlantis there are there are absolutely that we don't want to pay for that are worse than atlantis ones that are coming out almost you know, maybe not immediately after Atlantis, but pretty closely after Atlantis. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's where we're going to be. That's, uh, that's going to be exciting. I can't wait for next week. I genuinely yeah. can't wait for next week. Yeah, yeah. Disney afternoon. But that's not, that's not this week. That's next week. So until next week, thank you for joining us. And have a magical day. <laughs>